This tape is in Mesechtas Megillah, and we are beginning from Daf Bey's Amar Aleph, the Mishnah. The Megillah is able to be read on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, or the 15th day of Adar. The cities that had a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun read it on the 15th. Other cities read it on the 14th. Village people read it on the Yom HaKnisa, which is the Monday or Thursday that they come into the big cities for court, shopping, and other things. This is based on Takanas Ezra. A Ben-Ir would be Maitzi, these Bnei Kvar, in the Mitzvah's Megillah, on these Monday or Thursday days preceding Purim. For example, if Purim, Yom Yudalud, falls on Wednesday, the Bnei Kvarim would read it on Yud Beis, on Monday, the day that the people came to the large cities. The Mishnah ends by saying that if Tesvav, Yom Tesvav, falls on Shabbos, so in the cities where we would read it on Tesvav, we push it back to Yudalud, since we never read the Megillah on Shabbos. Why is this so? Since we're afraid of Shamayavi Reno Dalad Amas, we're afraid that if a person may end up carrying the Megillah, Dalad Amas, he'll carry Dalad Amas and he'll come to be over on the Isser of carrying on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, if the Megillah only mentions Yud Dalad and Tesvav for Megillah, how does our Mishnah say that Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel are also mutter to read the Megillah? The Gemara answers that the Chachamim were Mekel for the Bnei Kfar, since they need to provide food and drink for the people of the villages. The Gemara says one Bezdin cannot revoke an edict of an earlier Bezdin unless it is greater than the original one, i.e. the Anshei Knesses Hagdaila was the greatest Bezdin, so we're not allowed to change any of their Takanas. That Bezdin instituted Yom Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel also for Megillah, since they got a Remez from the Megillah. What is this Remez? The Pasuk says, L'Kayim es Yimei HaPurim HaEla Bizmanehem. Bizmanehem is plural, therefore it came to include Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel. The Gemara says that these variable days for Megillah only applied when they were Mekadish HaChadish Beriyah, and the Jews lived in Eretz Yisrael. But today, where the calendar is set, it's Kavua, and we live far from Eretz Yisrael, we only read the Megillah on Yom Yud Dalad or Tesvav. Since, since if we allowed the reading of the Megillah on Yud Aleph, Yud Bez, or Yud Gimel, they may come to count days from Pesach, and then people would end up eating Chametz on Pesach, because they may come to count wrong from those days. The Gemara says we know the walled cities celebrate on Tesvav. And how do we know this? We know this from a series of psukim in Megillah's Esther. Bismanehem is one of them. And although Shushan did not have a wall from the days of Yehoshua, they can still read on Tesvav since the miracle happened there on Tesvav. Daf Gimel. The Targum of the Torah was written by Unculus the Ger, who learned it from his Rabbeim, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. And the Novi was translated by Yenis and Ben Uziel. He also wanted to write a Targum for Ksuvim, but Abbas called told him not to, since the site of Zman Mashiach is revealed in Daniel. Halacha Lamesh Misinai tells us where the vowels and the different notes and the grammar of all the Psukim in the Torah are. The Gemara says that in some ways Daniel was more Chashiv than Chagi, Zachariah, and Malachi, and some say the other way around. If a person is afraid and he's trembling from something, then the Eight says that he should say Kriyashma to protect him and drive off his fears. The Gemara says Mishpachos of Kohanim and Leviim, they should in- interrupt the Avaida to hear the Megillah. And we can even be Mavatal Torah for Mikra Megillah, since the Megillah is very, very Chashif, because it's Persume Nisa. Amreb Shmuel Baronya, Gadol Talmud Torah, Yoyser Me'akravas Tamidim. Talmud Torah is even greater for bringing the Karban Tamid. In fact, we can even be Mavatal Torah for Mikra Megillah. The Gemara says, Ein mayid bifnei Talmud Chacham. If a Talmud Chacham dies, we do not need to hold back Avelus on Chalamayid, the way we'd normally hold it back for other people. Mikra Megillah is Odaf mitalmatara, and Meis Mitzvah is Odaf mitalmatara Vachnas is Kala. 
the Gemara then asks, which is more chashiv, mikra megillah, due to the fact that there is pursuing Nisa, or meis mitzvah, due to kavod abris? And the Gemara answers that meis mitzvah is more chashiv, since we learn from the Gemara in Brachas Dafyotas, God will call kavod habrius shadeicha esleisase. And finally, the Gemara says a city which was inhabited and then got a wall after it was inhabited, that's considered a kfar, and you would read the Megillah for that city on your Dalit. Daf Dalit. The cities of Lud, Oynai, and Gecharsim are considered mukif from the days of Yehoshua, except during Pilegish Begiva they were destroyed and then they were rebuilt. The Gemara says women are also chayev in hearing the Megillah, since we say, Afhain Hayu Ba'ese Hanes. They were also included as part of the Nes. Therefore, even though we know that it's a mitzvah sasei shahazman groma, since Haman wanted to kill the women also, they were included in the nest. Therefore, they're also mechuyiv in mikra megillah. Normally, again, as we said, women are normally putter from a mitzvah sasei shahazman groma. And since this is a mitzvah sasei shahazman groma, really they should be putter, but because of this reason, they're chayev. Rashi explains that the term afhein hayu hanes means that the reason they're chayev is because they were also a beneficiary, they were also part of the nest that happened. In the Gemara Psachim, we have a Rashbam, which has an alternative explanation to the words Afhein Hayu Ba'isehanes. Instead of saying that they were also a beneficiary, the Rashbam says that they were not just part of the Ness, but actually they were the catalysts for the Ness. Esther was the one who actually caused the of Purim to happen. The same with Yehudas regarding Hanukkah. Taisvis here concludes just like Rashi. And Taisvis asks the question, if this is the case, so then why aren't women also mechuyev in matzah? Automatically, due to afhein hayabah They were also included in Tzias Mitzrayim. Why do we need a special pasuk to include them? We know that we have a special pasuk that comes to include women in the chiyav to eat matzah. Why do we need a pasuk for it? Just say afhein hayabah So Taisvis answers that the svara of afhein hayabah only has the potency to be mechayev women in a mitzvah derabana, like Purim and Hanukkah, but not a mitzvah daraisa like matzah. For that, you would need a special pasuk, which is what we have by matzah. The Vilna Gaon explains that the mitzvah of Shalashudis must only be midrabana, since the Ran says that women are mechuyiv in Shalashudis because of afhein hayu hanes. And since afhein only works for a dirabana, then Shalashudis only must be midrabana, couldn't possibly be midraisa. The Gemara says if Purim falls out on Shabbos, we don't read the Megillah, but we must be shayel v'darish about Purim on that Shabbos. Taisvis says that by Pesach we are Shailin Vidarshim 30 days before the Chag. The Gemara says that a person is mechuyib to read the Megillah at night and review it again in the morning. The Rishayim add that the Iker Mitzvah of Megillah is by day. That's why we recite the Shachianu again by day even though we already said the Shachianu the night before. The purpose of the Kula to read the Megillah before Yudalat is to sustain the Bnei Kfar with food as we mentioned in the Mishnah. And finally, the Gemara says, we never read the Megillah on Shabbos, since we're afraid Shem, of Shema Yavirenu Dalat Amas Bershah the same fear that we have by Shefer and Lulav. Also, since the Aniyim are anticipating Matanis Laviyanim, due to the fact that this mitzvah is mentioned in the Megillah, we do not read it on Shabbos. In other words, the Aniyim are listening to the Megillah. In the Megillah, they hear that they're going to be Matanis Laviyanim, and they're anticipating getting this. Since on Shabbos, people cannot give them Matanis Laviyanim, we do not read the Megillah on Shabbos at all, to not to foster this type of anticipation. Dafei. Only Megillah and Matanis Yainim can be pushed back to the Yayim HaKnisa. But Shlachmanis and Sudas Purim, Simcha, in other words, must be on Yudalat Adar, even for the people in the village. Rab says that if the Megillah is read Bismana on Yudalat, a 
person can read it even biyachid, since it's automatically persuminisa. On that day, everybody knows why the person is reading it. But if the Bnei Kfar read it on the Yem HaKnisa, then it must be done with a minion to create persuminisa. We see in Shulchan Aruch, Simen, Tafresh Tzadik, Halach Yudches, the Mechaber says that we have a mitzvah to read the Megillah with a minion, Bizman Hazah. Unless it's impossible to get a minion, then it can be done biyachidis. For example, if a person is in the hospital and you can't get a minion, then you're allowed to read it biyachidis. The Mishnah. What is considered a big city? I.e. that you'll always have to read the Megillah on your Dalit and you would not be able to read it earlier. And the Mishnah says that any city that has Asara Batlanim, it's a city that employs ten people that are always available for a minion, these are the cities that are always considered big and always have to read it on your Dalit. If it's less than ten people, then it's equal to a Kfar. And then they can recite the Megillah even before Yadalat, in other words, on the Yayim HaKnesa. The Gemara says, since the Pasuk says, Lechadshe Hashana, this is in Shmais Perikud base, a Jewish year is calculated based on lunar months, not on the 365 solar days. From the Pasuk in Bamidbar Perikud Aleph Ad Chodesh Yamim, we learn that a Jewish month must have a full number of days. In other words, it has to have 29 or 30 days. We know that normally a month is 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalakim. But you cannot call Rosh Chaydish at that particular point in time, but rather you either have to go back to 29 full days or 30 full days. If Tishabah falls on Shabbos, then we make it later. We do not move it earlier, like we would do on Purim, since we don't want to rush the remembrance of bad things. By Chagiga and Hakel, those mitzvahs, we also move it later versus earlier if those days fall on Shabbos. If a person did not bring his carbon Chagiga on the first day of Yontif, he can bring it any time until the last day of Yontif even on Shemini Atzeres, for example. And when we're talking about Shavuos, one gets seven full days for Tashlumim if he forgot to bring the Karban on Shavuos. Of course, we know if a person waited three Yom and Taivim, then he can be over on the Isser of Balta Acher. The Gemara says on Purim, Hespit and Tainus are Asr, and some say that even Malacha is Asr on Purim. The Maskana is that work is not Asr on Purim, but it's better to minimize building or doing business transactions on that day. Rebbe lived in Tferia, and it had a wall around it from the days of Yehoshua, so Purim was on Tesvav. But the Gemara questions if this is true or not. And finally, the Gemara says the determining factor for when you read the Megillah depends on if it was Mukaf Chema in the days of Yehoshua or not. If it's one of the Prazim, one of the open cities, then you lay in it on your Dalit. Dafav. The place of Kinneret, this is the place called Ginaisa. And it's called Kinneret since it's shaped like a harp. And today we know the Yamha Kinneret in Eretz Yisrael is called that because it's shaped like a harp. And the city of Rakas is equal to Tveria. The name Tveria comes from Tuva Riirasa. It's pretty to look at. If a city is a Suffolk, if it's Mukafuchayma, the Ran says we read it on Yudalad only. The Gemara says that Zvudlun was not happy with the land that he got since he only got waters and mountains. But Hashem told him that he was lucky since he would have the exclusivity on the chalazan. This is the fish which carries the blue blood in it, which is used for tzitzis. And if anyone steals the chalazan without paying for it, he will not be matzliach with it. Tzipari is a chelak of Eretz Yisrael, and it is included with the bracha of Eretz Zavas Cholav Udavash. The Gemara says that La'asid Lavai, Hashem will remove the abominations of Esav, of Edom, and they will come to believe in Hashem. The Gemara says that the theaters and public places of Edom will become Batei Midrashis. Taisus adds a yesh mefarshim that say that even the place of Avodah will become Bate Midrashis. And Taisus asks, how is it shayach that these terrible places of Avodah would be turned into shuls and Bate Midrashis? How is it possible to have that? So Taisus answers, it's not mamish these places of Avodah that become shuls, 
but rather places where people who serve Avodah Zarah come together. These places which have a sort of a feeling of Avodah Zarah, these places will be turned into Bate Midrashas. For example, places like Madison Square Garden or Dodger Stadium, which are places where people, all kinds of people gather, including people who are Ayvid Avodah Zarah, these places will be turned into Bate Midrashas. The Magid Avram in Hilchas Abes HaKnesses says that it is mutter to buy a church and convert it into a shul. But Dogmo Merivava brings a raya from this Taisvis that you're not allowed to do that. Because Taisvis asks very clearly, the Kasha, these places which are Maka Mutunafas, you're allowed to learn Taira. From there he learns that places like that, or places which were used shortly for Avodah Zarah, cannot be turned into a shul. And the Gemara says, Amar Yaakov, we know that Yaakov said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't give Esav this type of power, Germam Yishol Esav, because if he had this type of power, he could come to destroy the whole world. Rav Yaakov Emden says that this Germamya is probably referring to what we know today as Germany, that if they prosper, they would want to destroy the world. The lectures of Yeshiva Eshatara point out that this Gemara is almost prophesizing the rise of Nazi Germany. As Rav Chama Bar Hanina mentions the notion of 300 monarchs in Germania. Historians say that in the 17th century, Germany was a patchwork of 300 sovereign monarchs until they were unified in the 18th and 19th centuries. Then, of course, they prospered and prosecuted Klal Yisrael, as well as attempting to conquer the world. This is very similar, interestingly enough, to our Gemara. Regarding Torah, if a person says he worked hard, but he didn't find the lessons of Torah, then you're not supposed to believe him. I didn't work hard, but I did find it. Then you don't believe him. If he says he works hard and he did find Tamin, then you do believe him. From here you see, of course, the schusim of working hard and learning Torah. But, of course, the Gemara says, when it comes to Parnasa, it's not totally in labor, but it's totally in Siyat The Gemara says there are many Rishayim who, although they are Rishayim, get a lot of reward in this world. Of course, however, they'll get no reward in Olam Haba. The Gemara says the city of Rome was very wealthy. The Marsha points out from this Gemara that if Hashem rewards Rishayim with these types of cities, we should imagine what the reward will be for Klal Yisrael in Isman Mashiach. The next mission. If people read the Megillah on Yudalit Adar, and then they proclaimed a leap year, they must read it again on Yudalit Adar Shani. And the Mishnah says there's no difference between Adar Rishon and Adar Shani, except for Kriyas HaMegillah and Matanas Lavyanim. These must be done in Adar Shani, and cannot be done in Adar Rishon. Because we said before, these are tied to the Enehem Shalaniyim. They look forward to that when they hear the words Matanas Lavyanim read in the Megillah, they look forward to getting Matanas Lavyanim. So since these two are tied, these must be done in other shame. And the Gemara says, We paschal like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, that all mitzvahs of Adar, not just Megillah and Matanas Lavyanim, must be done in other Shani, but not in other Rishon, since we darshan that it must be done in the Adar that is closest to Nisan. This is Adar Beis. We want to stress the theme of Geula for two months in a row. Adar Shani, and then immediately Nisan. Rebbe Ezer Berabiyasi holds that Adarishan is the key month, not Adarshani, and that all mitzvahs are done then, 
since we say ein mavirin ala mitzvahs. Why wait till the second order when you could do it now in the first order? Daf Zayin. Originally, Purim was only supposed to take place in Shushan. Later on, they made it into a Chag that would be celebrated across the world, in fact, until this day. Today, we hold that you're not allowed to make Hesped Vitainus on Yudalit and Tesvav of both Adarishan and Adarshani. And of course, we know we do not say Tachnun on both Yudalit and Tesvav of both Adarishan and Adarshani. Esther sent a message to the Chachamim asking if they should establish a Chag for her to celebrate Purim for generations. There are three places where Melchemes Amalek is cited in Tanakh. Number one, in Parshas Bishalach. Number two, Parshas Kiseitze, which we read on Parshas Sacher. And number three, in Shmuel. The Megillah, Megillah Esther, was written by Ruach HaKadosh, and therefore it has Kedusha, but for the purpose of Kriya, not for being Matama, someone whose hands touch it. It had to have been written with Ruach HaKadosh, since the Pasuk says, Be Amar Haman Belibai. How do they know what was Haman was thinking about in his heart? Obviously, Elamai, there was Ruach HaKadosh, and the Gemara brings many other riots to prove that the Megillah was written with Ruach HaKadosh. Kimu Kiblu Hayehudim tells us that Klal Yisrael was Makabalit down here, Kiblu, and that it was Kimu it was accepted in Shemayim up there. Shmuel also gives a pshat to prove Ruach HaKadosh, and the Gemara claims it was the sharpest of all the different pshatim that the Gemara gave. And as the Gemara says, as we know, Tava Chada Pilpolta Charifta Mimali Dana Kari, that one small sharp pepper is sometimes stronger than a whole big basket of melons. In other words, Shmuel's small pshat was better than all the others to prove that the Megillah was written with Ruach HaKadosh. The Gemara says that the days of Purim will be with Klai Yisrael forever. Yemeha Purim Ha'ela Lo Yavru Mitaych HaYehudim. Rav Yosef learns that Mishleach Manas Ishlareyehu means plural, that you have to bring two gifts of food, but you bring it to one person. Mishleach Manas Ishlareyehu. One person gets it, but you bring multiple foods. Matanas Le'avyoinen means you bring one gift of tzedakah, but it's in plural. You bring it to, do, do for, to two different people. Abaye says, Kofin Anya Vilayada. An Ani is so famished at many times that he's not even aware that he's famished. Ravcha Levisima Shriach. There's always enough room for a person to eat sweet things, even if he's eaten a full meal. And the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Mechayve inish levesumi bepurya, Adlo yada ben oror haman lebarach mordechai. A person on Purim is mechuyev to drink enough wine, so after he's drunk all that, he does not know the difference between oror haman and barach mordechai. The Gemara says the suit is Purim must be eaten by day. If it's eaten at night, then you're not yaitza, since the Pasuk says, Yemei mishnah v'simcha, it has to be done during the day. Lahalacha, the minimum shear from Atanas Lavyanim, as the Ritva says, is a shava pruta. The minimum shear for shlachmanis is a shear chashev. The primagodim adds that it must be something that can be eaten on Purim, and it's something that does not need significant preparation. This is the requirement for shlachmanis. There was a machlekes hapaiskim if the din of chayev adam levisumi, a person getting drunk, is a real halacha or not. This is due to the tragic maisa that the Gemara brings down about Rabbah, who came and killed Rabzera. Since this tragic maisa happened, it's questionable whether a person is required or not required to get drunk on Purim. The Mishnah. The only difference between Shabbos and Yontif is regarding cooking food. We know that on Shabbos it is also to cook food. This is one of the Malachas. On Yontif, it is mutter to cook food on Yontif. And the Gemara says, the only time cooking is mutter on Yontif is when we're talking about cooking itself. But the preliminary avoida necessary to do 
and to prepare the food, that's usur on both Shabbos and Yontif. Since the Pasuk says, Hu Only the malacha of cooking itself is mutter, but not machshire eichel. This Mishnah obviously is not like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that machshire eichel is mutter on Yontif. And the reason he says it's mutter is because the Pasuk says, Yase lochem, that anything lochem is mutter. This we learn from the Gemara in Be'ah, the next Mishnah. There is no difference between Shabbos and Yom Kippur, except that on Shabbos, if you do a malacha, the Misa is Misa Bidei Adam, through Bezdin. But on Yom Kippur, if you do something like that, then you get Misa Bidei Shamayim. And finally, the Gemara says, if while a person does a malacha on Shabbos or Yom Kippur, he also causes a loss of money, then he's only Mechuyev in Misa, but he's not Mechuyev to pay the money. Since we say, Kimle Bidei Rabimine, you only get the harsher punishment, not the smaller punishment. This is the Shita of Reb Nechunya ben Hakana. Tavches, the Mishnah. One who makes a neder to not have pleasure from his friend cannot walk into the other person's house or use his kalim. As background to this, we know that a neder is when a person says, Hare Olai. A person puts something on himself. An adava is when a person says, Hare Zu. On the chefza, he makes a certain promise on the chefza. The only difference between the two is if a person promised to bring a carbon and the animal then dies. So if he made a neder, he's still mechuyev to bring a different behemoth. However, if he made an endava, then he's pater, since the designated animal has now died. And the Gemara says, in both Nidaram and Nidavas, there is a potential iser of Balta'acher, three yamim taivim pass, and a person does not bring the karba. Before we begin the next Mishnah, let us briefly review the halachas of Zav v'Zava and Nida. If a man sees one re'iyah of Ziva, he becomes a Balkari, and he is Tame ad ha'erev. If he sees two re'iyas of ziva on one day, or two re'iyas on two consecutive days, then he becomes a zav. As a zav, he is tameh and must count seven days, shivanikiyam, be tevil in a mikvah on the seventh day, and then at night he can eat kacha. However, if he sees three re'iyas of ziva in one day, or re'iyas for three consecutive days, then he must not only wait seven days and go to the mikvah, but he must bring a carbon on the eighth day. After he is tevil, until the point he brings a carbon, he is called a mechusar kipurim, and, cannot, and he cannot eat kachim until he brings this karban. That's a man. Now regarding a woman, zivus by a woman is only tolly in the number of days that zivus was seen. How many times in one of those days a person, a woman saw it, is irrelevant. Also, a woman can only become a zava if she sees dam outside her yamei nida. In other words, if a woman sees dam, she becomes a nida for a period of seven days. It doesn't matter if she sees dam for one day, two days or all seven days. Seven days is this man nida. If on the seventh day she stops seeing Dam, she goes to the mikvah. On the night of the eighth, she then becomes Tahar. Back then, if she sees Dam, however, after this point, any time over the next eleven days, she can potentially come, become a Zava, because these eleven days are called her Yemei Zivas. There is an ongoing cycle here. After these eleven days, she can become a Nida again. That's why these eleven days are also referred to as the Chadasar Yem Shebe Nida Lenida. Therefore, a woman is either in her Yemei Nidus or her Yemei Zivus. During the Yemei Zivus, if she sees Dam one day, she then needs one day of Tahara, goes to the Mikvah, and that evening she becomes Tahar. This is what we know, what's known as Shemeris Yem Kenegin Yem. If she sees Dam for two days, she's also a Shemeris Yem Kenegin Yem, and then she can become Tahar. However, if she sees for three days in a row, she becomes a Zava Gemura, and she must wait seven days, Shivanikim, go to the Mikvah on the seventh day, bring a carbon on the eighth day, and then she can eat kacha. And the Mishnah says, If someone becomes a Zav by seeing two Re'iyas, then he's Tameh. 
but no carbon is required. But if he sees three re'iyas, then he must also bring a carbon. And the Gemara says, a zav is an avatuma, and if someone touches the zav, he becomes a rishon latuma. Also, a zav is mechuyev to count shivanakiyam, and if he sits on a bed, the bed becomes an avatuma, since a zav is metama by a mishkav umayshav. If a woman sees dam, she becomes a nida for seven days. Then she can go to the mikvah. In Midaraisa, even if she sees dam for the full seven days, there is no concept of waiting Zion Nikiyam, and as soon as the seven days is up, she can go to the mikvah. After this seven days, there is a new period of eleven days. If she sees dam for one of these days, she's called a Shamaras Yem Yem, but she's not a Zava. But if she sees it for three days, she becomes a Zava. The next Mishnah. A person who is definitely a Mitzayra, a Mitzayra Mukhlat, must tear his clothes and let his hair grow, Priya Ufrima. Later he cuts his hair and brings Tziparim, Tagalachas Fitziparim. And the Gemara says, whether he's a Mitzayra Mukhlat, definitely a Mitzayra, or a Mitzayra Muskar, that he's quarantined, he must leave the Shalosh Machnais. The next Mishnah. The only difference between Mezuzah's Tefillin and the other Svarim Shaltanach is that the Svarim can be written in any language. But Tefillin and Mezuzah's must be written in Ksav Ashuras. This is like we do today. This is the special Ksav written in Hebrew. Rabbi Gamliel says, even other Svarim can only be written in Hebrew or Greek, not just any language. And the Gemara says, they must also be tied together with Gidon. Rashi adds that the entire tefillin and mezuzah must be written on one piece of cloth and not multiple pieces of cloth. And finally, the Gemara says svarim must be written with a type of ink called diay. Daftes. The Megillah must be written in Ksav Ashuris, the special Hebrew Ksav that we know of today, since it says Kichsavam Bechilushayna in the Megillah. There was a special miracle in the days of Talmai HaMelech. He gathered the 72 Zakanim and put each of them in separate rooms and asked each of them to write the Torah. Hashem made a miracle that they all wrote it over the exact same way. But they also revised certain psukim exactly the same way between all of them, so as not to embarrass the king, or he shouldn't misinterpret certain psukim. For example, the Pasuk that says, Ki apam hargu ish, regarding Shimon Velevi, they changed the Pasuk to say, Ki apam hargu shar. So Talmai shouldn't think that they were murderers. The halacha is like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, that one cannot write Kisvei Kaidish, Sefer Torah, in a foreign language, except Greek, since the Pasuk says, Yafta elekim liyafes, biyishkain biahale shem, that only Yavan, only Greek, the child of Yafes, can be included in ahale shem, in other words, in these things. By Tefillin and Mezuzah, everyone agrees that it must be written in Ksavashuris of Lashon HaKaidish. The Mishnah. There are two ways a Kayin Gadol can become a Kayin Gadol, in other words, that he becomes initiated as a Kayin Gadol either through anointing, and this was the process done during the first Beis HaMikdash, or by wearing the special Begonim. This was the process that was done during the second Beis HaMikdash. The Gemara says the only difference between these two is Par Kayin HaMashiach, that only an anointed one brings the Par. This isn't like Rameir. The Gemara says once someone becomes a Kayin Gadol, he cannot then become a Kayin Hedyot, since we say, Mailin Bakaydish, the Ein Marid. The Mishnah. There is no difference between the Bama Gedaila and the Bama Kitana. Of course, this is true only at the time that these private Mizbechas were mutter in the time of the Mishkan. The only difference is except Karban Pesach, which could only be brought on the Bama Gedaila. The next Mishnah. The only difference between Shiloh and Yerushalayim is that Shiloh, in Shiloh, we could eat Kachim Kalim and Maeser Sheni within viewing distance of Shiloh. Masha'en Ken Yerushalayim, they must be eaten within the walls. However, Kachim Kachim in both places had to be eaten within the walls of the Beis Amigdash or the Mishkan. Tafyud. 
The Beis Chanya was not considered a Makam Avedizara. Therefore, there's a Havamina that it's mutter to bring Karbanas on Bamais. The Maskana is that once the Beis Hamikdash was built, Bamais were always Asr. And this includes, of course, today. The Gemara says the Megillus Esther begins with the words Vayihi Bimeach Hashverish. Rabbi Levi says that any place in Tanakh it says Vayihi, it signals an upcoming trouble, an upcoming Tsar. We see this in many places. The Gemara says any daughter-in-law who is modest in her father-in-law's house is zeichet to have kings and neviim. We learn this from Tamar, who eventually, in her mishpacha, had David. Before the different Amorayim used to begin the Megillah, they would say special drushes. For example, Esther was like a hadas, but Rashti was the granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar. The everlasting symbol of all this is Purim. The Gemara says Hashem does not rejoice when Rishayim are defeated. For example, when the Mitzrayim drowned in the Yamsuf, Hashem told the Malachim not to sing since his creatures were dying. Tafyadav. Rabbi Lazar darshans a Pasuk regarding if a person is lazy and doesn't take care of his house, he'll become poor and his house will leak. So too, when Klal Yisrael became lazy in Tyra, Hashem loses his Kayach. He becomes poor, so to say, and he doesn't help Klal Yisrael. It was only because of the Yad Hashem that Klal Yisrael wasn't destroyed by Haman. This was the schus of Mordechai the Esther. And at the time of Mashiach, no one will be able to have shlita over Klal Yisrael. Achashverish was very similar to Nebuchadnezzar in that he wanted to destroy Klal Yisrael. And he was called Achashverish in his name because he was the Ach Shalresh, and he was the head. Just like Achashverish ruled from Haidu to Kush, he ruled over the world from one end to the other. The Pasuk that says, Sheva v'esrim umea Medina, means that first he ruled over seven countries, then he ruled over twenty countries, and ultimately over one hundred countries. The Gemara says there were three kings that ruled over the entire world. Number one, Achav. Number two, Achashverosh. And number three, Nebuchadnezzar. Shlomo HaMalach had even a bigger Mila, in that he ruled even over the Shedim. Besides the Tachtainim, he also ruled over the Shedim. And finally, the Gemara says, Balshatzer made a mistake in his calculation when the 70-year Golos between the two Beis Hamikdashin would end. According to his Cheshbon, it should have been over in the middle of Achashverosh's reign. After Balshatzer was killed, Daryabesh assumed the Malchus of Bavel. Tafyud Beis. Hashem complained about Kairish, the king of Paras, who didn't make an active attempt to build the Beis Hamikdash. There's a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel if Achashverosh was a smart king or a stupid king. And the Gemara asks, why was Bnei Yisrael in that generation worthy of destruction? The Gemara answers, since they partook in the Suda of Arasha, of Achashverosh. Others say, since the previous generation bowed down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Different levels of people celebrated the party in different places. Some celebrated it in the garden, and some celebrated it in the palace. But everyone got stones and precious metals. Mordechai and Haman dispensed the drinks at the Suda, and everyone got what they wanted. As it says, La'asos kirtzon ish vo'ish. Vashti made her Suda in the big palace, instead of in the woman's court, since she wanted to create an environment for Znus. The people were interested in seeing Vashti without her clothing. This was Mida Keneged Mida, since she brought Benos Yisrael to her without clothing, so that they should work on Shabbos and be Mechal Shabbos, so that the decree against her happened on Shabbos. And she did not want to come out to the party because she was a leper with a tail. Gavriel put a tail on her. So Achashverosh killed her for refusing to come out and show herself off. Jews begin Su'udas with Yirvei Taira and Sishbachais, 
but Goyen begins Seudas with Tiflus. Rav Kahana says we see from Haman that the simple people are always the ones to jump up and talk first, since he was the least chashev of all the officers, but he ended up speaking first. When the Megillah says, Liyais kol ish, that means that Achashverosh sent out a letter that all men should be the leader of his individual house. Mordechai was from Shevet Binyamin, and he was sometimes called Yoyer, sometimes Shimi, or sometimes Kish, since he illuminated Klal Yisrael with his Tfilas to Hashem. Dr. Gimel. The term Yehudi is reserved for someone very chashev, like Mordechai. It's also used for a person who rejects Abaydazara. Mordechai's father came from Binyamin, and his mother came from Yehuda. The Gemara says anyone who raises an orphan in their house, the Torah considers it like this person gave birth to the Yasim themselves. Maisha had many names. For example, one of his names was Chaber, since he caused Klal Yisrael to cling to Hashem. One of his names was Zaneach, because he caused Tshuva. And he was also called Avi, since he was our father in Torah, Chachma, and Nevuah. Esther's real name was Esther. But since we refer to Tzadikim as Hadas, as a myrtle, we also sometimes call her Hadassah after the same type of hadas. Esther wasn't too tall or too short, but an average height like a hadas, but she gave off a beautiful ray of light. Since she had no parents, Mordechai took her as a daughter. The Gemara says Achashverosh did many things to try to get Esther to divulge her heritage, but she did not divulge it. He even tried to make her jealous of other women, but she still didn't divulge her heritage. Because Rachel was at Snua, she was Zeicha to have Shaul as a descendant. And since Shaul was modest, he was able to have Esther as a descendant. Yaakov was afraid Lavan would play tricks with him. So when he married Rachel, he gave her secret codes to be used before marital relations. But Rachel gave the codes to Leah. And in the morning, one time, Yaakov realized that he was with Leah and not with Rachel. Big son and Seresh spoke a foreign language and plotted to kill Achashverosh. Mordechai understood their secrets since he understood 70 languages. And of course, as we know, he reported their plot to Achashverosh. This later played an important role in the Megillah. Hashem does not inflict punishment on Klal Yisrael until he has planned the cure also. But by Goyim, first he smites them, and then he creates a healing mechanism, after he smites them. Of course, the other way around, by Klal Yisrael, as we mentioned. The Gemara says first Haman wanted to kill Mordechai, then he wanted to kill the Zikanim, then all of Klal Yisrael. He picked a lot, which landed on Adar. That would be the month that he would kill all of Klal Yisrael. He was very excited about that, since that was the month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. As we know, he died on Zion Adar. So he thought that that would be even a bigger thing of excitement, because the Jews wouldn't have luck during the month of Adar. Of course, he didn't realize that a school also existed in Adar, since Moshe Rabbeinu not only died in Adar, but he was also born on Zion Adar as well. The Gemara says Haman was a tremendous abalashon hara, a tremendous slander. He said, what good is Klal Yisrael? They don't eat our food or marry our children. They also have excuses always for not coming to work. They say Shabbos Hayyim, Pesach Hayyim. Interesting coincidence that this year, this particular da fell on Arab Shabbos, Pesach. Also, many of the Svardim have a terminology where they say, Se, Peh. What this means is that I don't really have time to do it. And this is, of course, based after this Gemara, Shabbos Hayyim, Pesach Hayyim. Because of this, he claimed Tachashverosh, because of these reasons, that we should destroy Klal Yisrael, since they have no respect for you, Achashverosh. And of course, Achashverosh gave him Rishus to destroy Klal Yisrael, and he removed his ring as a symbol of this decree. Daf
The removal of a ring by a king, as Xera, was more powerful for Klal Yisrael to do tshuva than the divrei musar of the 48 neviim and 7 neviyas. These neviyim never added on to the Torah, except in regard to Megillus Esther, that this was specifically added by the neviyim. This was the only thing that was added by the neviyim. The Sfasemes asks, what about the Karasa B'Shavis Oinig, or the four special Taniyais? These were also created by the Neviim. So why do we say that this was the only thing, Megillus Esther was the only thing created by the Neviim? So he answers, these, however, do have a Doraisa foundation. Shabbos itself is Minatira, and we blow Chatzaitzrus in an Ace Tzara. So these are simply, the Tanesim are simply an extension of that. And the Gemara asks, why don't we say Halil on Purim? Rabbi Yitzchak answers, since we don't say halal on a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. I, so then, Shira, which was said in Mitzrayim, why do we recite halal on Pesach? Shiru was said outside of Eretz Yisrael. The Torah Evan says that this must be discussing the halal of the Seder, since the halal on Pesach, during Shachras, we don't say because of the nace of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but rather since it's Yontav. So the Gemara answers, before Klal Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael, anyone could say halal on any ness. Later on, this Eretz Yisrael rule came into effect. Rabbi Nachman answers that the reason we don't say Halal on Purim is because Kriyasa Zu Halila. The saying of the Megillah is the Halal, so you don't need Halal itself. The Me'iri points out that if someone is in a place without a Megillah, he should say Halal instead. We don't paskin like this. Rava gives a third Teretz, and he says, since even after the Nais, we are still servants, we were still servants to Achashverosh, so it wasn't 100% freedom worthy of Halal. Of course, the question is, why then do we say Halil on Hanukkah, based on all these terutzim? We can answer that Purim, we're dealing with something which is a physical miracle that ended up happening. That's not worthy of saying Halil. Mashen Ken, Hanukkah, where the nace that happened was spiritual, that's a time to say Halil. Regarding Halil, the Chassam Seifer and Simon Reish Lamed Gimel hold that whenever we say Halil on a nes, it is a Halil Doraisa. The Rambam holds Halil is Medivrei Seifer. There were 600,000 people who left Mitzrayim, but there were twice as many Nevi'im who have existed in Klal Yisrael. The Gemara says that the seven Nevi'is, women prophets, were Sarah, Miriam, Dvorah, Chana, Avigail, Chulda, and Esther. Psukim are brought to prove each one of these. And the Gemara asks, why did Dvorah sit under a palm tree? So we say, number one, to avoid Yichud, and number two, to show Klal Yisrael that they need to turn their hearts exclusively to Avinu Shabashamayim. A person's masayadayim lasts longer than the person himself. Hashem is just the opposite, that he lasts longer himself. Yeshua sent a Sefer Torah to Chulda instead of Yirmiyahu because he believed women have more Rachmanus than men. Yirmiyahu helped to bring back the Ten Shvatim. In regard to the Gemara in Sanhedrin at Daf Kufyud, we know that the Ten Shvatim will not return back to Eretz Yisrael. Here pshat is that Yirmiyahu brought a trickle of them back, but the bulk of them remained in Golos and will stay there even at Lo'asid Lavai. Rav Nachman says it's not good for women to have high positions of prestige since we see that two Nevi'is, two women who were Nevi'im, who were women, and they, who, they stumbled, they fell. This was Chulda and Devara. And finally we say there were eight Nevi'im who were also Kohanim. If a Navi is mentioned with his father's name, it means that he is a Navi ben Navi. The four most beautiful women in the world were Sarah, Rachav, Abigail, and Esther. Michal Bashal was also beautiful, and just thinking about her could lead to Znus. And anyone who knew Rachav and thought about her would see Carrie just from the thoughts of her.
The edict to destroy Klal Yisrael came down on Yud Gimel Nisan, and Klal Yisrael fasted on Yud Dalad, Tesvav, and Tezayan Nisan. Amar Abelazar, Amar Abchanina, Al-Tihi Birchas Hedyot Kal you should not assume that a person who's just a hedyot, that his bracha is worth nothing. In fact, his bracha is worth a lot. Since David and Daniel were blessed by simple people, and this particular blessing was Mekuyim, the Karbanas of David were accepted, and Daniel was saved from the lion's den. The same thing we say, Al-Tihi Kilalas Hedyot Kalbeinecha. Rabbi Lezer ben Chanina says, Any person who quotes something in the name of the person who said it brings a gula to the world. And we see this from Esther. Since Esther quoted Mordechai regarding the plot revelation, and Klai Yisrael was saved because of that. If a tzaddik dies, the Gemara says, the whole generation loses. And in the future, Hashem will be a crown on top of every tzaddik. These are people who watch their Yetzirah, who judge dinim properly, who debate the laws of Torah, and who get up early and come home late from the Bate Midrashas. As we say, The Gemara says, when Achashverosh brought Esther in, there were three Malachim who accompanied her, one to hold her neck, one to make her beautiful, and one to stretch out Achashverosh's wand. And then Achashverosh offered Esther up to half of his Malchus. Esther made a party and invited Haman to the party, but set traps so that Achashverosh would get angry at Haman. As she knew, if your enemy is hungry, give him to eat, so as to lower his guard. She also had many other calculations in mind. There's a machlekes how many children Haman had. Rav said he had 30, 10 of them died, 10 of them were hung, and 10 of them became poor. The Rabbanans say he had 90, and Rabbi Barabba Bar said he had 208. Daftar Zayim. When Achashverosh couldn't sleep, and they read from the Sefer Divrei Hayamim, from the diary, he realized that he had never rewarded Mordechai for his saving him from the plot of Big Son Baserosh. And Achashverosh told Haman to take care of Mordechai with all of the rewards. When Haman came to pick up Mordechai, Mordechai was teaching the Rabbanan the halachas of Kmitza, which we know we do for the Menachas. And since all of the barber shops were closed, Haman had to give Mordechai a haircut himself, to prepare him for the ride of Malchus. All in all, in this ordeal, Haman was very disgraced. At one point, Haman's daughter poured excrement from the roof onto Haman, thinking that it was Mordechai. She then, out of her own disgrace, jumped out of the window and killed herself. Anyone who says it is considered a Chacham, no matter where they came from. The Gemara says that the enemies knew that if Mordechai came from Yehuda, Binyamin, Ephraim, or Manasseh, they knew that they could not triumph over him. When Haman fell on Esther's bed in the story of the Megillah, it was a Malach who pushed him onto the bed. This fueled the anger of Achashverosh even more. And the Gemara says that when Yosef cried on Binyamin's neck in the Torah, he was crying over the fact that the two Batei Mikdashim, which were in Binyamin's Chelek, were destined to be destroyed. And Binyamin cried over the fact that Mishkan Shiloh, which was in Yosef's chalak, would be destroyed. The Gemara says that a lowly creature like a fox, when he's having a mazel, you must bow down to him, just like Yaakov bowed to Yosef when Yosef was the king. The Pasuk says, Layehudim haisa Aira v'simcha v'sasin v'ikar. Aira zu Tyra. Haman had made a takana that they could not learn Tyra, but the takana was lifted. We know that Tyra is equal to Or, because it says, Kiner mitzvah v'tayra or, simcha is equal to yantav, and joy is equal to mila. 
and Haman wanted to take the right of Mila away from Klai Yisrael also. Kavod, which is glory, is equal to Tefillin, and Haman had also wanted to take that right away from Klai Yisrael too. The Gemara says that the names of the ten sons of Haman and the word Aseres should be said in one breath, Benishima Achas, since they all died at the same time. Taisvis asks that this is not Ma'akev in the Megillah, and if someone doesn't do this, he still yates in the Megillah anyway. Just like by a Sefer Tyra, we need Sirtut, we need lines, a Megillah also needs Sirtut. According to Rabbeinu Tam, a Sefer Tyra does not need Sirtut, only Mezuzah and Megillah need Sirtut. Mordechai was only accepted by most of his brethren, not all of them, since it says, Ki Mordechai HaYehudi, Mishnah Lamelech, Beratzoi Lerov Echav, the Amr of Yosef, Gadol Talmud Torah, Mehatzalas Nefashis, learning Torah is greater than saving souls, the Gadol Talmud Torah, Mibinyan Beis HaMikdash, the Gadol Talmud Torah, Yosef Mi Kibbut Avoim, how do we know this, that it's bigger than Kibbut Avoim, because Yaakov was away from his parents while he was learning in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, and he wasn't punished for it. Avraham was 86 years old when Yishmael was born, and he was 100 years old when Yitzchak was born. Yitzchak was 60 when he had Yaakov and Esav, the twins, and Yaakov was 63 when Yishmael died. This means that Yishmael lived 137 years. At that time, when Yaakov was 63 years old, that's when he received the brachas from Yitzchak. Yosef was born when Yaakov was 77 years old. The 14 years that Yaakov was in Yeshiva, Shem Ve'ever, he wasn't punished for not being Mekayim, the mitzvah of Kibbut Avayim. And we learnt in Yeredea, Simen Reishmem, Sif Yud Gimel, we paskin that Talmud Torah is greater than Kibbut Avayim. This marks the end of the first parak. Now let's begin the second parak, Parak HaKare Lemafreya. This parak is about how the Megillah is read, versus the last parak, which was primarily about when the Megillah is read. And the Mishnah says, if a person reads the Megillah out of order, not in the correct order, then we say that he's not Yaitza. As the Miri says, since the purpose of reading of the Megillah is Pursume Nisa, if a person read it backwards, he would be presenting an improper picture of the occurrence. The Baal Shem Tov explains that this halacha refers to a person who reads the Megillah believing that the story it tells occurred only in the past. In other words, he reads it backwards as if it's a retrospective account, and that the miracle of Purim does not endure into the present. Such a person hasn't fulfilled his obligation, but the purpose of reading the Megillah is to learn how a Yid should behave right now in the present. Similarly, Rabbi Shlomo Yosef Zevin brings down that many Rebbes quote the phrase from the Haggadah on Purim. What is this phrase? The Chaldar Vodar Chayev Adam Lira Kiilu In the same way, they say that a person is obligated to understand that in each and every generation there's a Mordechai and a Haman. In fact, there's always a Haman who's trying to destroy the Yid. And in fact, looking at the fact that in every generation there's a Mordechai and a Haman, that his own life, he has to try to relive the lessons of the Purim story. If, however, a person reads the Megillah only retrospectively, sort of as a record of a miracle that belongs only to the past, then he hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah of reading the Megillah. An interesting shot. Continuing here in the Mishnah, if a person reads the Megillah Balpeh, or in Aramaic, then he's not Yaitza. If a person paused or dozed off in the middle of the Megillah, but then continued, then he is Yaitza. If the Megillah was written on paper versus on parchment, then he isn't Yaitza. In summary, a Megillah must be written in Ksavashuris. Ksavashuris is the special Hebrew Ksav, the way that it's written today on Sefer, on Sufre Torah. It has to be written on parchment, and it has to be written with Dyei, with a special kind of ink. 
And the Gemara says, just like a Megillah must be read, Kiseder, must be read in order, or you aren't Yaitza, the same is true for Halal, Kriyishma and Shmonesre, that a person is not Yaitza if he reads it out of order, and he must begin again from the place that he began going out of order. According to Rabbi, Kriyishma can only be read in Lashon HaKadosh, but the Chachamim say that it can be read in any language, since it says Shma, singularly, whatever language you understand. If a person doesn't hear the words of Kriyashma that he said, then it's a machlaikis if he's yaitze. From Rashi, it's mashma that Kriyasatara with a tzibor is a mitzvah daraisa. Taisva says that we see from the Gemara and Babakama, daf pehe, that it's just a takanas ezra, b'sheni, b'chamishi, u'b'shabbos, and the only daraisa is parsha zohar. The Anshe Knesses Hagadayla, the 120 Zikainim, as well as Shimon Hapikuli, instituted the 18 brachas we know as the Shman Esrei. We begin with Avas, since the Pasuk says, Havul Hashem B'nei Kalim, the Kalim are equal to Avas, the strong ones. Then we say Gvuras, then Kedusha. Then we say Bina, Atachainen Liadam Das, then Shuva, Hashivenu Avinu Lusarasacha, then Slicha, Slachlanu, then Geula, Reino Avanyenu, and the eighth bracha is Rafaino. Since Mila is on the eighth day, and every Mila needs a Rafua, we put it in as the eighth bracha of Shmanesra. The Gemara says that in the sixth year of the Shemitah preceding the Mashiach, there will be tremendous Kailas. But in the year of Shvias itself, there will be Milchamais, wars, and in the eighth year, Mashiach will come. Continuing with the Shmanesra, Barech Aleinu, which is Birchas Hashanam, is the ninth bracha, and Kibbutz Goliath, in gathering of exiles, is the tenth bracha, Tekabe Shaifer. The eleventh bracha is Hashiva Shavteinu, judgment for the Rishayim. They then later came and added Vilam Alshinim, that the Paishim should be taken care of, as we see from Tehillim, Kapitel Ayin Hei, V'chol Karni Rishayim Agadea Trimamna Karnas Tzadik, when the horns, the might of the Rishayim are cut, the might of the Tzadikim will be uplifted. The next bracha is Alat Tzadikim, which is also a bracha for the Gerim and Zikainim. After this is Yerushalayim Ircha, which says that these tzaddikim will be in peace in Yerushalayim. Then David comes, as Tzamach David, the Malchus of David will be reinstated, and the base Hamigdash will be rebuilt. This leads to Shema Kolenu, which leads to renewed Avaida, Ritzay. After Avaida, we give thanks to Hashem in Maidim, then the Kohanim do the Duchanin, and then Simshalom is last, since after the Kohanim bless B'nai Yisrael, Hashem blesses them. After the Zikainim forgot this whole order at one point, Shimon HaPakuli was the one who came and reinstated the correct Seder. This was his contribution. Beyond these praises mentioned, it is also to add on to the brachas of Shman If one adds on to what the Chachamim already put in it, he will be uprooted from the world. However, if a person has a private request, that is mutter to stick in somewhere in the Shman preferably in Shmakalainim. The Gemara says that the best medicine is silence. And from the word Zohar, we learned that there is a specific mitzvah daraisa to remember what Amalek did to us at least once per year and read it from the Sefer Torah. This, of course, we know is Parsha Zohar, which is read on the Shabbos before Purim. A Sefer Torah can only be written in Ksavashuris, in Hebrew, or maybe it can be written in Greek. What's so special about Greek? Because as we've learned, the Pasuk says, Yafta Elohim Liyafes, Yishkain Biahale Shem. That, the Greek, is the only thing that can be Yishkain Biahale Shem. If the Megillah was read in Greek, and the person who hears it understands Greek, then he's Yaitza. The people who don't understand Hebrew, 
are still Yaitza in the Megillah, even though when it's read in Hebrew they don't understand it, since it's Persuminisa. Since we have a situation of Persuminisa, these people will come and ask each other about the content that was written in the Megillah. The Gemara says that if a person paused in the middle of the Megillah, it's okay. But if he paused for a long time, then he's not Yaitza. The Gemara says that when Paskening, Shmuel always took the side of the minority opinion into the account of his decision, like we see by the case of Shemeras Yavam. If a cipher left out some words, or some words were erased from a Megillah, if the Balkari put these words in, a Balpeh, then everyone is Yaitza. The Gemara says when a person writes a Torah or a Megillah, he cannot write from memory, but he must copy out of another written Ksav. Even one letter cannot be written from memory. However, by Tfilin and Mezuzah, those can be written Balpeh, and they do not need Sirtut. The Halacha Lameshim Yisinai, the Gemara says, is that Tfilin does not need Sirtut, but mezuzahs do need sirta. However, both tefillin and mezuzahs can be written balpeh because everyone knows them well by heart. That's your test, the Mishnah. A person from an unwalled city who normally reads the Megillah on Yudalit, who went to visit a walled city, in other words, a city that normally reads it on Tesvav, or vice versa, if he's going to return it to his native city, then he lanes of a day that he normally does. According to the Rush, the question is where he's going to be on the morning of the 14th. That's how you decide which day to read on. The Gemara says that Ahasuerus took out Kalim from the Beis Hamikdash when he miscalculated the years of Golas. And we say that any person who strongly challenges Avodah is called a Yehudi. This is just like Mordechai, who didn't want to bow down to Ham. The Gemara says that the Megillah is called a Sefer, like a Sefer Torah, and it has a halacha like a Sefer Torah that if it is sewn with Chutei Pishton instead of Gidin, then it's Pasal. It's also called an Igeres, so in some ways it is not like a Sefer Torah. And finally we say from the Psukim about the Luchais, we learned that Hashem taught Moshe, the Chidushim, and all of Tarish Abalpeh that would end up coming and be created by the Chachamim later on in the future. In our next Shira Milz Hashem, we will continue with the next Mishnah regarding the Halachas of who is Kasher to read the Megillah and be Maitzi Acherim.